think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Got skills, I'm a champion of D&D MC Escher, that's my favorite MC Keep your 40 out, just have an Earl Grey tea My rims never spin To the contrary You'll find that they're quite stationary All of my action figures are cherry Stephen Hawking's in my library My MySpace page all totally pimped out Got people begging for my top 8 spaces Yo, I know pie to a thousand places Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces I order all of my sandwiches Okay Hey everybody Welcome to the film room If our room acoustics sound... Uh, consistent, that's because we're all in the same room. For the first time ever! Yes! And we have a guest also with us, Amanda Shin. Hi! Yeah! yeah. We are, this is going to be another year cast, kind of similar to one of the earliest guest casts that we did when we did the 1997 retrospective. Mm-hmm. And it's going to also be kind of tying into the uh, yearbook column, which I've been doing on uh, the Film Room Lobby. Woo! Uh, about once a month, uh, where I take a single year and I analyze every release in it and just give something comprehensive and that's what we're going to do with 2006 um 2006 was kind of a boring year in world history not a lot happened frankly Mm. between elections wasn't much going on it was kind of status quo really that didn't give much background to the movies it didn't provide like like whereas 2004 you had that hanging over the background of all these movies that were in explicitly referencing the election and the Iraq war. <clears throat> Michael Moore. <laughs> yeah, 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 Michael Moore. Yeah. Michael Moore, uh, uh, Team America, so many movies. 2006 was kind of a status quo year, and that doesn't mean that it's bereft of trends. It doesn't mean it's bereft of great movies. It doesn't mean it's bereft of bad movies. But that's what we're going to do on this cast, is we're going to take a look. I've got a full list out here of all the major releases. And we're just going to go through them film by film. Mm-hmm. So let's begin. We begin on a bad note uh, on January 6th with Blood Rain. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> hey, Uwe Boll is retiring. <sighs> I have a lot to say about this movie, even though I actually have never watched it. I've never seen it. And it's because, okay, so I was a junior in high school in 2006. Um... And we had gotten a PlayStation 2 for Christmas, and one of the games that we got was Blood Rain, and that was probably the first video game that, like, my sister and myself and then some of our friends that we just got completely obsessed with that, like, let's sit in front of the TV for 12 hours and play this video game and do nothing else. And so I'm a huge fan of the game, and even just seeing the trailer, the poster, For the movie, when they started talking about it, it was obvious to me from that that the movie was not the game. (laughs) And so I immediately hated it and then subsequently never watched it. (laughs) Isn't that the one with Christian Slater? No, that's Alone in the Dark. Uh, Yeah. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have, like, really any big names in it at all, right? Ben Kingsley is in it for some reason. But that was was only because he wanted to play a vampire. Who plays the lead? (laughs) Kristana Loken from Terminator 3. Right, I was going to say, I know that she's been Who? in something else. She's yeah. very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not much but fun. even the way that they styled her character was awful because it really was not the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I um, I know in the movie she has, like, natural redhead uh-huh. hair color. Like, what you would... it's supposed to be fire. Right, her, like, Blood Rain's hair is blood red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And that was enough for me and my unsophisticated taste at that time. It wasn't like the game. I don't want to watch it. Rest assured, nobody, not very many people saw it. It had a $25 million budget. It made $2.4 million. Oh, ouch. Ouch. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Also released on this date, Grandma's Boy, which Amanda and I started watching one day and changed over to a Wet Hot American Summer. I think that's another case for me. Like, I have to continue to say that I was a junior in high school when these movies came out. And so when I was a junior in high school, Grandma's Boy was the coolest thing ever. Right. Um, As a grown-up, not so much. Yeah, Yeah, I remember hearing a lot of people talking about it. It's like, oh, it's the best thing. And just they would describe it. See, I'm just like, this does not sound great at all. This sounds awfully stupid. (laughs) It's really immature. Um... (laughs) I don't know if I can even say that that's a bad thing, though, just because mm-hmm. the if you're really thinking about the theme of the movie and everything, immaturity is a theme of mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, I guess right. it's not surprising or unexpected that, that it's a very immature movie. Yeah. And right. it does have some, some good moments, some good laughs, you know. It, uh, I don't know. I will say this, Wet Hot American Summer was much funnier. Mm. Well, definitely. Yes. That's it's not fair to compare much yeah. to that, though. <laughs> well, I, don't know. I think it is fair. I think they're kind of the same kind of movie. It's just that that one was much better, right? Um, <laughs> also, the series of Wet Hot American Summer is awesome. I, I don't yes. know though if they were the same type of movie. I kind of have yeah. to argue with you on that. Be, I mean, like in saying that they were both comedies, yes, but Grandma's Boy is a stoner movie. Yeah. I don't know that Wet Hot American Summer isn't, though. It may not directly... Did they, I mean, did they it, smoke pot in Wet Hot? No, but it's American a movie that feels all? like it would play great if you were stoned. Right, right but that, but there's a difference between that and it being like a movie about True. like where people are smoking weed through the whole thing and True. you know carrying bombs right. around. Yeah. Also released on this day, by the way, and this is the inverse of Blood Rain in that it actually made ten times its budget, was Hostile. Mm-hmm. I don't like torture porn. I don't either. And I'm going to have to say that a lot through this year. I think, I, I, mean, I feel like I'm expected to say something here because I'm the like in-house horror movie person. Like that's my thing. Mm-hmm. If you guys read my review that I wrote for the uh, the last April Fool's thing, yeah. I, you know, I wrote a horror movie one. It was very disturbing. <laughs> though I'm a fan of the Saw movies, I am not a fan of Hostel. Um, I actually didn't get all the way through it. It was just... And I like gore. I like horror, but it was just not... It didn't do it for me. That were in person. I can high-five you for that article. Yeah. Because it was, it was one of the best ones. It was awesome. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. I like to think that I'm, that I'm okay at that stuff. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Those three movies all left some kind of a dent on the culture, be it positive or negative. <laughs> we're not going to have that happen for a little bit yet, though, uh, for the rest of these. Glory Road... Glory Road. Which one was that? That was a high school. That was a college basketball movie. Mm. I don't think anybody really remembers it. It's vaguely no. familiar. Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. I remember that coming out, but it was one that I also did not see. And Tristan and I sold one of uh, James Franco's attempts at becoming a leading man before he just kind of gave up on that. All the I remember all the girls um, in my high school really loved that movie, but yeah. again, one I didn't see. It's my dad. I'm not. Gonna Um, Underworld Evolution was the next week on January 20th. Yes. Mm. Yes. Not much to say beyond, um, I like the Underworld movies. Mm -hmm. I love the Underworld movies. Love, 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 love them. Is that the second one, Evolution? Yeah, it's the second one. The second one, too, is is actually... 
it's kind of almost better than the first one. The second one's really, really, really good. They got to have fun with the mythology, and Kate Beckinsale is just such a great action hero. Right, well, you got to see more of, oh my gosh, and I'm hating myself that I can't even think of the character's name right now. Um, the Was it the guy? Yeah. Michael, the Yes, the Michael. Hybrid. In the first movie, you're just, like, learning, like, he, he gets turned into what he is, and they don't really know much about it. In the second one, you get to see him in action more, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the reasons that I like that one so much better. And it has a really good, awesome, like, tr- big truck driving on an icy mountain, like, yeah. action scene, which is pretty killer. Then we're going to get back to uh, Forgettable, although, did you have something to say about Underworld? Um, yeah, it was, uh, I know this Sorry. isn't the one we're talking about. No, you're good. Um, which, um, the one with Bill Nye was... The first one. First one? And the third one, because he's, oh. thir- he's the villain in the third one, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, he plays, uh, Victor, Victor yeah. yeah. Nice. I just love Bill Nye, so... Yeah. He's really, he's great in it. Yeah, yeah, to see those, um, sometime. They're honestly, they're really stylish. They're really cool. They're, they're every. I like them a lot. Um, who's the actor that plays the, um, the, he's like the head lichen. Uh, Michael Sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Did not have the uh, greatest of experiences on this uh, franchise, by I'm the way. I'm trying to think of what his name is in the series. I'm so bad with oh, names. I'm trying, I don't, I forget his character's name. Lucian, I Lucian, believe, is yeah. what it is. Lucian, yeah. obvious. Uh, yeah, Lucian. He, uh, he had an unfortunate experience, though, because he only got hired in the first movie because his uh, domestic partner uh, was hired to do it, Kate Beckinsale, and then she left him for the director. Oh, oh, wow. And they actually, the direct and the director actually just filed for divorce from her. So. Oh, wow. There's a, there's a whole Ouch. string of darkness there. Ouch. Um, well, I would say, though, he, I mean, I'm sure he made plenty of money off of he it, has. at least. I mean, not that that makes up for losing your wife, but I mean, because in the third one, he's, he's, the lead. The, he's the lead. Yeah, it's his story. It's like a, a yeah, prequel type done. of thing. So, yeah, I mean, he got some, some legs out of that And it gives him kind project. of a strange, cool side career, because he usually does, like, really cool character parts. He does, And these yeah. are his action heroes movies mm-hmm. um i like what, what one person said about which is wow i didn't know david frost could kick so much ass <laughs> i love frost nixon by the way january 27th yes. three movies i don't think anybody has much to say about annapolis big mama's house 2 and nanny mcphee i haven't I seen any of them i saw nanny mcphee um it was okay like it, it is was, emma thompson writing yeah. so it's it's kind of it's and it's, starring too yeah it's good it's really good if you think of it as the antithesis to mary poppins yeah which uh i heard beautifully described as you know if mary poppins is uh, a spoonful of sugar uh makes the medicine go down then nay mcphee is this medicine is nasty and you're going to take it yeah <laughs> so it was it was actually really entertaining. I love Emma Thompson, so I believe yeah. it. Um, yeah. Well, here's here's a quote unquote good one. When a stranger calls on February third. When a stranger calls. I remember this one really vividly, and it's because being the horror fan that I am, one of my good friends growing up, uh, best friend growing up, was also a huge horror movie fan. So um, I lived in a really small town and. We live about, oh, 70 miles from the nearest movie theater. And so it was a big deal, like, on the weekends to go to the movies. And we went and saw a lot of horror movies. And this is one that we saw. Um, we loved it. But I think it's one of those movies that you watch it again now and it's just not mm-hmm. what you remember. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not a great second view movie. Yeah. And it, it's pretty generic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, 
February 10th brings uh, a few, actually a few interesting movies. Uh, Final Destination 3. Hmm. I like Final Destination movies well enough. There's uh, one scene from that movie that I think most people remember and can't get bed. over. The tanning yeah. bed scene, Ugh. yeah. Uh, Firewall, which, does anybody even know what that is? Like, yeah. I can't. I have it only. I have it on DVD only because I wanted to see the riff tracks for it. Nice. That was the early days where I saw every one of them until they it got so I couldn't keep up with mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I and it's not very notable. I don't no, remember really anything not. about it except for as Harrison Ford in it. Yeah, that's that's it. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's one that's uh, oof. the Pink Panther, which sat on the shelf for a year. Mm, really did it. Yeah. That one did not do so hot. Um, yeah. And one that I actually really like, and I'm going to talk for a little bit about, Curious George. Mm. I actually really like the Curious George movie. I think it's a, actually a really good, cute... It's very definitely just for kids, but right. that's fine. It's Curious George. It's supposed to be It's mm-hmm. beautifully animated. It was cell animation, and it's really nice cell animation. That, uh, uh, speaking of Tom Hanks, doesn't that have Tom Hanks? No, on? it's uh, Will Ferrell is the man in the yellow hat. Is he really? And, and he's good. It's 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 good. It's it's cute. I think Hanks produced it though. Okay, I knew he had something to do with it. That's one. Have you ever seen that one, Amanda? I have not. It's actually quite good. I think I was at that time in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm way too like old and popular and cool to like watch kids movies. February seventeenth, there was Eight Below and Freedom Land, and I'm not going to say anything about those because actually Eight Below was pretty well liked. Uh, that's Paul Walker in Antarctica. Yes. Oh, uh, that's Walker. one people like. Um, <laughs> Date movie also came out this day. Uh, oh, that's right. Terrible. Yep, we have uh, talked about that at we, length. We, oh, God, that was so bad. I we, know you guys have talked a lot about uh, what? Seltzer. Seltzer Freebird. Yeah. Yeah, our, that's, I still consider that cast the most scathing we have been about any movie ever mm-hmm. just because of the way we did it. I mean, though, I feel like if, if you're going to be really scathing about something, that those, that's, that's the That's one. fair game. It's worth yeah. it. It's worth it. They deserve it. I, I, that was one of those where I did watch some of it, but I even couldn't make it through it. To me, it was just mm-hmm. gross and disgusting, not entertaining and not funny. And no. it's not. It's not. No, um, it's awful. February 24th gives us the animated Dougal, which I don't think anybody even can... I think you could literally put plot synopses of it in front of people. No kidding. Like you know, random plot synopses and no one could identify it. I don't think I could. And <laughs> mm-hmm. these and the directorial debut of Tyler Perry, Medea's family reunion. Oh my goodness. Which <laughs> Medea Given the box office numbers for the latest Medea movie, he will be working again. True. <laughs> and again. My my probably my favorite Medea joke that I've ever heard is uh, again Tom Hanks, the uh, the recent one where he was on Black Jeopardy. Yes. Yeah. He likes those movies because you can laugh and pray at the, in 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when Kean Thompson gives him a hug. Yeah. I'm going to have to say, like, my... And it wasn't... I, okay, I watched one of the original stage plays. Of, oh. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I forgot that he was... What was the first one that got really popular? Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That's the only one I have seen any of i saw half of it and it's like this is really inconsistent this is 
there's a serious movie, and then there here, and yeah. then there's Medea, and it's like yes, and that's no, always how it is. Like seriously, really? okay. So yeah. oh. I watched this movie, and I came from a really strict um, Pentecostal upbringing, mm-hmm. and that's a very like different type of church. Like, but I, I'm pretty far removed from it now. But I was watching it. And I had, like, a religious experience. Like, when they, they get really into um, their, their, their thoughts on God and the religion that the people in the play, you know, are. And mm-hmm. I really did. Like, I had, it made me cry, I remember. Like, I felt connected to God for a moment, which was a really interesting thing that I was like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know, like, it's really easy now. Like, everyone's like, oh, Medea, ha, 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 ha. But, like, right, right, right. those originals. Yeah, no, like, I had yeah. an experience with that's that, cool. and I think that's important. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are other people that have had similar experiences with that. So, like, I understand right. the value of that's, those. That's really cool, Of those Amanda. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's, a... that's my thing for mm-hmm. Medea. <laughs> I will also say this. Tyler Perry is absolutely hysterical in Gone Girl. Yes, he is great. Yes, he is great. He he can he can act. He is an actor. Yeah, because like he he has the charm. He really does. He because in that movie he's clearly having a great time. Uh, yeah. Of course, he has the fun part because he has the character that gets to walk away from everything. Like gets to say, <laughs> "Good luck, everybody." <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like y'all are fucked up. I think that's yeah. <laughs> yes. Y'all are yeah. fucked up. Yeah. That's exactly what he says. <laughs> yeah. See, go figure. That yeah. uh, Perry gets to be charming when he gets to use words he can't use in his own work. Right. Exactly. <sighs> oh, now we jump into March. So we've got two pretty eh months behind us. Now we jump into March. Um, Sixteen blocks with Bruce Willis and Most Deaf. I don't think I can remember anything about that. No. Aquamarine, which was popular with girls, of, with like uh, preteen girls at that point. Yeah. I do kind of miss most Dev as an actor, though. I do too. Yeah. He, he's always he's always been good. Yeah. Um, Dave Chappelle's Block Party. That's actually that's a fun movie. That's what I've heard. That's good. It's uh, Michelle Gondry. Yeah. Um, and it's not like I think the only way it's really like a Michelle Gondry movie is that it's interestingly edited. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, but it's a it's yeah it's a concert film and it's like one of those that if you're not, um, it's a good introduction to hip hop. Yeah, like really good hip hop. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the first moment that I took a look at uh, hip hop and went, there's some good shit here. Yeah, like, there really is. Uh, Macy Gray is in it. I th- mm-hmm. uh, I forgot who else, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah it's good. And Ultraviolet with Mila Jovovich. Uh, all I all I can think of is for that movie is uh, uh, they're trying to do a cute wordplay on ultra violent, yeah, which is lame. <laughs> I um the only thing I can ever think of when I think of that movie is that other movie, um, Aeon Flux with Charlize yeah. Theron. You're yeah. like those movies were uh, they came out within months of each other, right? Uh, and they were both just like right. uh. The only uh, reason I've like seen... it, they weren't just like the worst thing you've ever seen, but there just was nothing special about them, and then they yeah. were both like really similar. They were know? also both heavily studio interfered. Oh. Like the director of Aeon Flux mm-hmm. actually wound up marrying one of the writers on it mm-hmm. because they actually all grew so close together hmm. in dealing with that whole studio trauma. Because those writers had written like a really ambitious, cool script, hmm. and she'd got so. Yeah, she wound up marrying one of the writers of it. And in fact, 
those two guys actually just wrote her latest film and they're going to write her next film too. So. Nice. Well, that's, that's a good, that's a sweet Something story. good can come out of that. Yeah. The only reason I've seen that again is Rift Tracks. Yeah. That was when, I think 2006 was when uh, Rift Tracks launched. Yeah, it was so one was, of the first ones. So I've probably seen a lot of these because of that. <laughs> well, I do love Mila Jovovich too. Yeah, I she mean, is good. We, I like her even last in, cast I like her on. Uh, it's true. Yeah. I say I like her That's even right. in bad stuff. I just like her and I think that the reason good. I do like her is because I, I will always think of her as Lilu. Yes. And uh and so I just yeah, I like her. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and she's and she's always good cuz she's always yes. trying. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> trying will not be the the operative word coming up because we have on March 10th failure to launch. Oh my god. What a terrible movie. Ugh. I did I just, actually see that. The message behind that movie... It's, it's warped. Yes, and it just is one of those where I'm like, even, okay, now this is ten years ago, but even ten years ago, we're like, are we like not more mature than, than those like mores that are represented in that know. movie? I don't know about it. It's yeah. just not, it wasn't, no. Poor Matthew McConaughey. That's all that I yeah, can Yeah, because he yeah. is actually super talented, and I am really glad that he did finally make a break from... That 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 kind of typecasting that he was in for a while there, mm-hmm. you know, where he played like the hunky guy in the romantic comedy, That's and it and it was kind of like he's actually super talented, he's like unbelievably talented. Have you and... seen a Time to Kill? Like, oh my god, mm. he's yeah. amazing in that, and you know. Uh, I'm glad that he gets to do more interesting stuff yeah. now than movies like Failure to Launch. Yeah. Because, yuck. Isn't that also Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah, but she kind of, let's I face hate it. Sarah she, Jessica she, Parker. Wa- that water was at its level, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not her biggest fan. No. You also had The Hills Have Eyes that day. Oh, boy. <gasps> oh, my God. The Hills Have Eyes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. See, that was one that, like I said, me and my buddies loved horror movies and we actually mm-hmm. went on a camping trip we thought we were so awesome um it was our first like time to go camping without any parents because we were all like 17 and so we went to the lake which is like just like 20 30 miles from where we live mm-hmm. um out into the woods you know um and so we went out to camp at the lake and we went in our tents and we watched this movie like we bought a laptop and That's watched awesome. this movie Nice. And that was a really scary setting to watch the movie. Like if you, That's you know, so cool. because they're out in the middle of nowhere. Now it's in a desert. We were in, you know, a foresty area. But Arkansas still. is covered in trees, you know. But still, I mean, to be oh, yeah. out there and it was really fun, and that was like an awesome experience because we made, you know, campfire s'mores and got in our tent and watched a scary movie. And it, and that's a great scary movie. Mm-hmm. Like it is terrifying. So. It makes you uncomfortable. Uh, it has the right amount of gore and really good gore. Yeah. It has a great uh, story. It, yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah, it's great. Okay. Uh, that's to me is one of the a good a good representation of like modern horror. Mm-hmm. Nice. We also have the Shaggy Dog, which is only notable for one thing: the actor playing the villain in that. The villain? Yes, poor Robert Downey Jr. Oh. That was one. That was one of his last pre-Iron Man movies where he wasn't getting the material that he remotely deserved. Yeah, it's you just Ugh. want to tell 2006 Robert Downey Jr. Hey, it gets better. It gets so much better, man. <laughs> just hang on, man. Right. Yeah, hang on for two more years. Well, one more year. Well, actually, he got cast that. Sp- he actually got cast within a couple of weeks of that coming out. So it's nice. like, hey, this is gonna be the one that's really gonna work for you. Uh, I just. Uh, the other thing about Shaggy Dog, uh, 
I just remember the poster of that is so disturbing. Oh, it's horrifying. Yeah, because it's Boy, Tim Allen's... scary. Yeah, eyes. Tim Allen's eyes on a dog. It's like, no. No, 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 no. no. Not a family film. No, no, no. <laughs> Not a family film. Yeah. March 17th gives us two really good ones. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, it does have She's the Man, which I think the only thing anybody remembers about that, uh, lead debut of Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that movie. It was quite funny, I thought, at the time. I, I liked it. Amanda Bynes, before yeah. she Poor bless thing. her heart, she is mentally ill, and it is very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also had Thank You for Smoking, which I just love, 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 mm. love, love. Uh, oh, that's great. That's a great film. What? Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Aaron Eckhart is just such a snake in it. Yeah. That's, that's one of the ones I saw at uh, the Tivoli, which is uh, Kansas one of Kansas City's art house theaters. And it's also a theater that um, I had many of my UMKC classes in. Nice. Uh, it's uh, having a film class in a theater is the best. Nice. Uh, and yeah. and yeah, that's one of the main movies I saw there, and I have great uh, so I have great memories of that film. Yeah. That's just everything uh, about it's just so great. It's perfect. I actually have this shooting script somewhere. Um, it's Jason Reitman, isn't it? Yeah, Jason Reitman. That yeah. was his debut. Um, yes, perfect. I love I love when they put all the nicotine patches on him. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite part of the movie. Mm. Yeah, they can have him, and uh, yeah, he can never smoke again after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's a great movie. Very enjoyable. Mm. That was great. Same day, V for Vendetta. Mm. Hey, we just passed November 5th. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Yes. Yeah. That was actually the day the movie was supposed to be released, and then they pushed it back. Uh, ah, why? Uh, it wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's all remember the movie and not the movement that... Yeah. Uh, well, I hesitate to say it started because it did not. No, the movement that co-opted the movie. Yeah, and also, <laughs> I have to say, um, uh, I'm not sure how much Anonymous have to do with the Meninist movement. They're probably interlinked some way. They but, are. Yeah, but uh, the Wachowski sisters. Guys. Again. <laughs> guys. The Matrix is an allegory for being trans. How many times do you have to hear this and understand it? I've... I've read, I need to send you a link to this thing that I've seen where someone goes through and analyzes the Matrix beat for beat for trans notes. Yes. It's not subtle. No, yeah, and you, you, uh, I read through that and it's like, this, yeah, I can't believe I didn't see this before, but this is, like, there's no mistaking. It's not just a theory. And it's not accidental. I mean, it's in there. Mm -hmm. That is, it's in there. And and that (laughs) is when you take the red pill and truly see what makes that movie great. Yes, that's that's uh, V for Vendetta is awesome. There's just not much also, more to say. That. I have to mention the my favorite uh, off-brand Halloween costume this year is the V for Vendetta costume verbatim and labeled "Condescending Internet Man." I like that. Yes, <laughs> condescending Internet Man. That's perfect. Perfect. March. Uh, go on. No, I was gonna say my uh, friend uh, Caleb Johnson, really funny guy. Hi, Caleb, if you're listening. Uh, uh, posted yesterday, happy condescending internet man day, everybody. I like yeah. that. Love I love it. Love that. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. March 24th brings us Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. Oh <sighs> my god. Stay Alive. That was, that was the killer video game movie. Huh. Oh, yes. And Inside Man, which 
is awesome. Mm. Inside Man is Spike Lee directing Denzel Washington, mm. Clive Owen, and Jodie Foster in a heist oh, movie. How have I never heard of this? It is about as much fun as it sounds like. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yes. It is, this is just a fun movie. It's not a serious movie in any way. It's mm-hmm. pure fluff, but it's, but it's fluff with this group of people that are all so talented just killing it. So, yeah. in, Inside Man is awesome. Yeah, Spike Lee is great whether he's making uh, fluff or something more serious. <laughs> yeah, and this is, this, is, this is him having fun. And, of course, Good. he's working with Washington and he's comfortable with Washington. Of course. What were the other two that you said that day? Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector and Stay Alive. Stay Alive was okay to watch once. It was heavily shredded in the editing room. Hmm. March. The video game stuff that they had with it was cool. It was yeah. fun. That's good. March 31st, ATL, which is... Uh, <gasps> right. With... Um, with T.I.? Yes. Oh my god, okay. So See, that's that, why we're doing this. Uh, this makes that. me think of my friend Winston that I went to college with. He is one of the craziest, Ooh. coolest, just awesome individuals that I've ever met in my life. He is a really interesting character, and he really loved this movie. And we actually probably watched this at the duplex that we lived in while we were in college about, I don't know, 7,500 times. Mm-hmm. Over the course of a, a school year. Cool. And so, yes, and I love it. It's, it's really it is, well liked. Uh, it is a great, I mean, it is great. The performances in it are awesome. Mm. The story is interesting. Um, mm. It feels authentic. It's, um, I, if you like that, you might really like Dope, actually, because Dope's yeah. kind of similar. Also, yeah. also, you would like Dope because it's amazing. Yes. I'm sure that I would. I do yeah. need to watch it. It's I funny. love ATL though. Yeah, it's really yeah. great. Ti is awesome in it. See, that's it's the amazing. fun of going through this is that we'll go through movies and hit on ones like that. Yeah, I don't think. Have any... you seen it? I have not, but I've heard it. I have not. <laughs> okay, some... see, like you guys see most of them, and I haven't seen a lot of them. But so, you're like, that's that's one. why we're going through all of them. Yeah. None of us, I can feel pretty safe to say, have seen Basic Instinct too, have we? Because mm, looking yeah, at the box no. office, it doesn't look like anybody went. It cost <laughs> seventy million. It made six million. Oh, Oof. damn. Ouch. Why? 10%. Gee, less than yeah. 10. Jesus. On the other hand, Brick cost $450,000 and made $2 million. Yes, Brick is great. Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah. Looper. So, that Looper guy. Looper and Star Wars... Episode 8. Episode 8, yeah. I've met him, I've drank with him. He is nice. awesome. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. And the Brothers Bloom, which I love so much and cannot wait to get to in this column because I'm going to talk so much about it yeah. when I do. There was also Ice Age: The Meltdown, which, eh. <sighs> oh, Ice Age! I've never been like really invested in any of the Ice Age movies. I've watched mm. bits and pieces of them here and there, and they're just you know they're, they're okay. They're cute. They're, they're cute. all right. Yeah, sloths cute. Scratch nice. Squirrel. Yeah, yeah, squirrel's cool. Um. Then there was Slither, which is only... <gasps> Ooh, mm. Yeah, that movie yeah. was gross. Slither from James Gunn, who... James Gunn, that's right, that's right. Who would have two movies that would not perform very well at the box office, because this didn't do so hot. It actually lost money. Right. And then he had one big mega monster hit with Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm... Who was the lead in that? Was Nathan it... Fillion. And Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> yeah. So, cool cast. Uh... Uh, what's uh, Rooker? Michael Rooker was the uh, alien infected guy. Mm. Yeah, of course he would then go on to be in Guardians uh, 
and he's going to be in the sequel. Nice. Yeah. So, a, a cool little movie there. Hmm. April 1st gave us Take the Lead, which I had to... It's an Antonio Banderas inspirational teacher movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, those are things. Is that, that is the name of that movie like Take the Lead? Is that like a play on dancing? Yes, because he he's, he's a dance teacher. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Meh, whatever. Nice. Take take the Forester Will Hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, whatever. Uh, April seventh gives us the Benchwarmers. Eh, that's a thing. I remember that uh, that existed. Keanu Reeves. No, no, no. That was the Bad News Bears. No, that was uh, that was the, the uh, replacements. replacements. Oh, the replacements. Yeah. Okay. See, it's just see they all they all blend, <laughs> they together. All blend together. Right. <laughs> Not blending together was lucky number eleven. Okay, oh, yeah. you know that was like a okay. So like when I was in like a preteen, Josh Hartnett was you know the man like on the cover of whatever seventeen magazine and mm-hmm. shit. Right. And so and then he was kind of out of the spotlight for a little while, and then he came back in this movie and. We like. I loved it. I thought it yeah. was really fun. Well liked. Well liked. I don't think he's attractive though. I I was all about him when I was a preteen, but now I'm like, ooh, he's kind of weird looking. Yeah, he he is. He's okay though. I don't know. I watched. <laughs> what is the name of that series? Um, Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful, mm. y'all. Anybody who is out there listening, Penny Dreadful though. I don't know what to say about it, but Josh Hartnett's <laughs> in it. Yeah. <laughs> You're into him. Yeah, I've, I've heard. <laughs> Blips about that series. I don't, I really don't know what to say about it, and mm. I'm I'm it makes yeah. me speechless. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> you won't be speechless about one of the movies coming up because we, I have to clear through. Fat Girls was on April seventh. I don't remember. I Monique. Never heard of it. Oh, Monique. okay, Monique. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> April fourteenth gives us Scary Movie Four, which I didn't see. I oh, I have a story about this. You tell. Oh shit! This is okay. I have never in my life. I have seen some terrible movies, uh, especially in my high school days. Uh, um, I have sat through some terrible movies. I've never walked out of one. I've never walked out of a movie. Like I kind of almost pride myself at that. Scary Movie 4 is the only movie that I've ever considered walking out of. Oof. Just not asking for... I don't, I don't even know. The only thing that kept me in my seat was, this far in, I kind of feel awkward asking for a refund. But it's like... It's... Because I was over halfway through, but like the moment that I really almost walked out was where... Uh, it was the part with the village parody... Oh, where the blind girl just comes in and starts shitting in a trunk, like in the middle of a scene. It was like in the middle of a dialogue scene. She mistakes it for the bathroom. I'm just like, no, this is officially the worst fucking yeah. thing ever. Like, I, like, yeah, it's the only movie I've ever almost walked out of. It was so bad. Yikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was. Also, The Wild, which I'm going to say that. Does anybody even know what that is? I know it's uh, a Disney uh, it's, CG. It was a Disney CG movie that they picked up from someone else. It cost $80 million. Oh, cool. it, it, it made 37 Ew. Ugh. Also, Hard Candy. Oh, ah. my God. Ooh. Yeah. That is Ooh. Uh, <laughs> not, to, not to make like a joke or a pun. It is a hard movie. 
It, it truly, really is. Yeah, a... It takes some stamina mm-hmm. to get through that movie. I mean, it's sort of a little cathartic, but... Yeah. I don't know, though. That's the kind of movie that that you can watch it, like, and take it and take it and take it. Right. But then when you start getting towards the end, like, that's the kind of movie that you could turn off 15 minutes before it ends just because you just can't take it yeah. anymore. Right. You know, like, and, and even though you're like, damn, I'm almost finished with it, just be like, no, I can't. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can't this do is, this. I get the point. Yeah, it's... Right, like, I got like, it. I've got what they're trying to tell me here, and I'm, I'm right. had, I've had enough thanks. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, uh, oh, not an easy movie. Not an easy. Ellen, movie. Uh, Ellen Page is great in it. Yeah, she, Patrick Wilson's great in it too. I mean, it's just yeah. it's it's good. Um, yeah. April twenty first uh, gives us American Dreams, which I didn't see, but which looked so god awful. It made me the trailers made me angry because it was a parody of American Idol. Right. In two thousand six, yeah, that felt timely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that didn't look good at all. The Sentinel with Michael Douglas, which I promise you nobody remembers that movie, including people that worked on it. And Silent Hill. Oh, okay. Hmm. Silent Hill. I uh, didn't know that that was a movie until recently. What? Yeah, I know. It was pretty well regarded, actually. I'm all, you know me, I'm all about the horror stuff. And so, yeah. I mean, this is what I got from Silent Hill when I watched it the first time. Because I'd never played the game, mm-hmm. and while I felt that I was a pretty smart teenager, I was not, I was a teenager still, and I was kind of <laughs> dumb, and I didn't get it. I like watched yeah. it, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck just <laughs> happened in that movie, but it scared me, mm-hmm. and so I was like, all right, well, it was scary, you know, the, ner- the nurses, that you know, and that's like so iconic now, the big fucking pyramid head, like all yeah. these are like... And I mean, I know, you know, it's from the video game, so it's not just the movie, but those are like iconic horror images now, mm. and they deserve to be, mm-hmm. because they are really scary, scary, yeah. scary. Yeah. And so, I mean... I yeah. Know. I've never played the video game or uh, seen the movie, but I know I get enough of the references that I reference it a lot. Like, whenever, uh, especially when, like, I'm driving home at, like, four or five in the morning, it's almost always foggy. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, at... I don't know about here, but in Kansas City is, and every time there's like really thick fog, I'm like, oh Jesus, it's all Silent Hill over here. Exactly, you know what's, you know what's yes. funny about that fog? Yeah. You know why there was that fog in the yes. games? Because they couldn't actually load the cityscapes as much as they wanted to, yeah. so the fog was a way of hiding it. But then it became like it became a thing, a thing for them. Yes. How many and times? It's kind of awesome. How many times do we have to say this on this cast? Use your limitations. Yeah. Right. You gotta oh, be creative. Um. My friend Brandy that I had in college, she was really into horror stuff too, uh-huh. and she played Silent Hill, and she made me sit in our like dorm room and it was like pitch black in there and play that game for like a few hours, and that was really scary. Like mm-hmm. that was scarier <laughs> than watching like a movie. Like it's a scary game to play. It's right. Fun. Now we're gonna go yes. to one of the scariest movies that I've ever seen, because April twenty eighth brings us United ninety three. Mm. That is probably the greatest movie that I can only watch one time in my life. <laughs> that is that is one of the all-time greatest based on a true story movies. It because of so much research, the movie practically plays like a documentary, mm-hmm. but it is an agonizing journey into hell. Wow. Because you know how this movie is going to end. You know exactly what's going to happen. You know where it's going. It's about 
experiencing it. And it's the definitive 9-11 movie. Hmm. Um, it's an almost impossible film to watch. I think it's I think it's great. I have not seen it because of that. I'm a big, big, big time crybaby at movies. You would, and so there are certain ones that sometimes I just choose not to watch because I know that it's going to wreck yeah. me and this watching is, it. I nearly, I nearly passed out watching it because it, oh. like, after when I stood up, I was lightheaded because it was just, it wrecked me. Wow. But I do, but if you haven't seen it, I do recommend it once. I need to see this. Yeah, it's yeah. Paul Greengrass was uh he actually was nominated for best director though the film was not nominated for best picture. Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. Um also on the same day were Aquila and the Bee, RV with Robin Williams and Stick It. Hmm. Don't particularly remember any of those nope. with much nah. detail. Let's nope. not remember Robin Williams for that. No, yes. let's not. Let's not. Um, yeah. Now we get into May. And we get into the summer season. Yes. Which kicks off with An American Haunting. Uh, yeah. Not, not, one that, not one that horror fans particularly liked. Hoot, which is only notable, I think, because it was one of Brie Larson's first movies. Hmm. And Mission Impossible 3, which this is interesting. Ah. Actually lost money domestically. But they still went on ahead and did a fourth movie. Or, or they still went on ahead and did a fourth movie. And a fifth. And a fifth, and they're doing a sixth. Yes. See, the franchise actually was well-liked. This was actually J.J. Abrams' directorial debut. Yeah. So it, nice. So it did develop some fans. Uh, this was where Abrams first worked with uh, Simon Pegg. Ah, uh, yes. So that was some good stuff. So there was some good stuff to come out of it. And this, uh, uh, yeah, I've, I haven't seen that one. I have seen Ghost Protocol. Which I've heard is very good. It's amazing. It's great. Like, that's one that I saw uh, on my friend Zach's TV, and he has a huge TV. Yeah. So watching it on a, uh, a bigger screen, like, especially when, like, that's most notorious for um, Tom Hanks climbs a building in, like, the tallest building in the world in Dubai. Yeah. And uh, those scenes, like, I have a nice, healthy fear of heights, and... Uh, those scenes just made me go, ah! especially because <laughs> that's not CGI. Yeah. No, it's not. It's actually doing that because, shit. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise is awesomely crazy. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. God bless him. He is willing to get beat up for movies. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's what makes Edge of Tomorrow so effective for a it lot is. of its action sequences. Is you... uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Edge, of... Edge of Tomorrow. I think, uh. I think I messaged you, Austin, and, uh, said this is movie crack while I was yeah, watching it. I mean, it is. We, like I remember we went to watch it and we were just like, eh, it'll be okay and then the whole time we were like, This is amazing. It is. Yeah. And it is. Like, and, and the more that I think about it, the more that I love it because it yes. does mm-hmm. I just want an entire franchise of movies with Emily Blunt kicking ass because she does it so plausibly. And those aliens were so They're tentacly cool. And yeah. Tom Cruise was really funny in mm-hmm. it. Like they, yeah. there was a wit about like the situation. Yeah, it's it's it great. It's actually good. It's fantastic. I uh, loved it. May twelfth gives us just my luck with Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. And Poseidon. Does anybody even remember that they remade the Poseidon Adventure? No. <sighs> this was ten years ago, y'all. Come on. They didn't. Uh, ten did years they, ago. Did they remake the song too? I don't think so, no. Uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, On since no one remembers those, nope. does anybody even really remember the Da Vinci Code that well? 
Yeah. No wonder Inferno. I remember didn't do it was well. a huge Ooh. thing at the time. <laughs> you know, that's I, about all. It was I a remember. trend, and I, that's the only one of those I saw. And it now was, people are like oh, the Illuminati. Yeah. They still say that, you know, Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of those movies where it's like I saw. Um, it's like you can. Here's how bad. Uh, I haven't read the book, so I can't. But I imagine it's, bad. it's yeah, verbatim. But here's how bad that story is. Um, you have Tom Hanks. You have Ron Howard. Now, admittedly, Ron Howard has a half-and-half half record. His films are either really bad or really good. Um, but these are the guys that did Apollo 13. Yes, exactly. So you have, like, Ron Howard. You have... Um, I forgot who did this Paul, or what was Oh, dude, it was Akiva Goldsman who did uh, Batman and Robin and Lost in Space. Oh, okay. Well, I can't attest to that then. Uh, but Did you like... Uh, Lost in Space? <laughs> I know you liked Batman and Robin. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Ron Howard and Akiva Goldsman did, however, do A Beautiful Mind together. Here, how about that? There you go. But yeah, you have all this talent coming together and it's still fucking sucked. And it's just... <laughs> fucking sucked. Yes. <laughs> and... <laughs> and, uh... The most probably the most painful thing to me is Audrey Tatao is in it. Oh, I know. Amelie, I love, oh, love Amelie so much. Amelie. Is she? I've seen so many of her French movies. Uh, um, he loves me. He loves me not. Is a really good one for creepy. Me. Yeah, it's really fucking like it's it's a great twist of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she uh, she's really good at she's really good in her French movies, and here she. It's the only time I've seen her speak English, and it was so painful to see her in something so awful. Yeah, I, I just I feel bad for her. Yeah, uh, wasted talent. Mm-hmm. But same day, you all said over the hedge, which, <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's the thing: divorce from the source material. It's pretty good. It's cute, mm-hmm. but it's a really bad adaptation of that comic strip. They really did not do a good job at all of adapting it. I they did not know those comic strip. Yeah, I've got a book of it over there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I love the comic strip. I, I love the comic strip. I think the comic strip is really smart. They just didn't adapt it at all, really. Uh, Great. It's it's not very good. And then there was See No Evil. Hmm. That was a movie. That was a movie. What? What was this one? What it was, was a, it was a serial killer movie with one of the rest with a wrestler as the killer. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on. Mm-hmm. An inconvenient truth was May twenty fourth. Moving yes. on. Yeah, that's really what more there's there to say about it. Your thoughts on it usually are linked to your thoughts on Al Gore. Yeah. May 26th gave us X-Men The Last Stand, which we've all seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one that I think many X-Men fans disown. Yeah, nobody likes that one. They even yeah. make a joke in the most recent X-Men movie about how the third one's always the worst in the series. Yeah, <laughs> really. Um, but you know what? Which was I'm, kind of a meta joke on the fact that it was the it third was one the in third, the reboot yeah. series. I'll have to say that uh, I like all of the X-Men movies. <laughs> I like all of them. I don't like all of them equally. But I do like all of them, and that's what I'll say about that. I'm going to ask the question that has to be asked. Even X-Men Origins Wolverine? There's no judging here. There's no judging here. (laughs) Okay, so this is the deal with that. Mm. Mm -hmm. You can say why you like it. We're not going to judge you. No, I don't like that movie 
Hugh Jackman's in it though, yeah. and so that's my thing because I go. love Hugh Jackman. So I can watch it for that reason. But no, the movie yeah. is pretty terrible. Yeah, no. I, I I like The Last Stand quite a bit more than most people. I uh, do too. I enjoy, I enjoyed it uh, very heartily, except for you know the whole thing where Psychops gets killed for no yeah. reason. But uh, it's what one thing I fun. one thing I will say about Origins or about X Men Origins. Um, uh, okay, the two thousand movie. The claws were perfect. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I don't know if they used CG. They on did it. use CGI for the new for Origins. They used CG. Yes, uh, for Origins, um, the claws look really fake. Why? Why? You had you had three movies to practice. Nine years. Right, yes. and this was like his movie. Right. Why it's like fu- how could you fuck up the claws? Oh, the claws were horrible in it. <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway, speaking of movies, still Hugh Jackman though. Yeah, just saying. Yes. Speaking of movies that make me angry, <laughs> let's talk about the breakup for a moment. Can I just vent about the breakup for a moment? Do. Oh my god, I hate Jennifer Aniston movies. Oh. I, I I do I do. She's done a few movies that I've liked just because she's prolific, <laughs> but this movie is the embodiment of why I can't stand her as an actress because I like Friends. I I, I really enjoy Friends. But my God, she is at Rachel Green in every one of the movies that she's in. Uh, uh, she, 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 she's, she plays this as a, as a sitcom level. She's horribly miscast against Vince Vaughn, who doesn't seem to want to be there. Uh, which is funny, because I think he actually rewrote the script on this one. Oh. I may be wrong about that, and I don't care. Uh, I know he was at least involved behind the scenes. I think he produced. Mm-hmm. This movie is just... This movie is about two people you don't like... Mm-hmm. You don't want to see them get back together. You just want them to finally break up, be done with it, get out of each other's lives, and you can get the hell out of the theater and go see a better movie. All right, let me. <laughs> I'm gonna totally argue against you on this. Woohoo! Go ahead and say that. No, I don't think it's like the best movie ever. But Erica and I went to see this in theaters together, and we cried the entire movie. Um, and I think you're completely right when you say that you don't like these people and you don't want them to get back together and you want them to get out of each other's lives. But you know what? Mm-hmm. That's what happens in the movie. And I feel like that that was a, a representation of something that's a lot more common and realistic than what you see in most rom-coms. I agree. Which is, you know, against impossible odds. Or, you know, whatever. And they, they're s- together forever and... Happiness, blah blah blah. So what you're saying is, it's a much better version of Six Years. She didn't see it. She's lucky. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Lucky. Let me let me say this. This is better than Six Years. Yes. Well, and I think I think that while you can say that that Jennifer Aniston is at Rachel Green, the entire time, there is a scene where she is sitting on the bed and she gets off of the phone with Vince Vaughn. I think this is after they've already broken up like the first time. And she like cries and cries and cries, and it's really a good moment for her acting wise. I also argue that I don't think that she is Rachel Green in every movie. Have you seen um, the Good Girl? Or the I Girl? don't like it that much. I'm sorry, I just don't like well, it. Well, okay, much. but you can Can you tell me that she's Rachel Green in that movie? You're right. You're. I won't argue that. I won't argue All right. that. Okay, then. Um, I. <laughs> We'll just say that I've seen this kind of thing done better. That's all. I, I just ain't done better. That's all. Uh, two movies that we can just get through pretty quickly. The Omen. Did anybody see The Omen remake? I no. did, but... You don't remember it, It did didn't you? do it for me. It didn't do it for anybody. The only thing I remember about that film is it was uh, 
the release date June 6th June 6th 2006 which that's the only reason they made the movie was the release date really yeah that's the only reason they made it I think uh, I think actually what I can say about that movie is that we watched that movie on the same camping trip that we watched Hills Have Eyes and we watched The Hills Have Eyes first and it was so good that it made me just not care about this movie at all you could watch A Talking Cat and uh, the <laughs> and uh the Omen remake would still be disappointing next Yeah, I like the original because it has Gregory Peck, and I love yeah. Gregory Peck. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, I, I brought a talking cat. Yes, have, a talking oh cat? Yeah, you, you have to... You have, cat. You have to. <laughs> June 9th gave us Cars. Um, yeah. I, I like Cars. Big thing yeah, for kiddos. I got, so I got, cars, everything. I got, I got no gripes with Cars. I, I, I like it. It's, it's fun. It's not my favorite Pixar film, but it's good. It's well made. It's oh. a merchandising machine. Mm-hmm. It's certainly the best Larry the Cable Guy movie I've seen. Yeah, it is that. It <laughs> yeah. is that. It is I that. can agree with that, definitely. June, yeah. June 16th is an interesting melange of films. Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Hmm. Ah, Tokyo Drift! Y'all love Tokyo Drift. I know it is not the most popular one in the series, and... I, there's a lot of things that are wrong with it, but by God, I love that movie. Every single time it's on, if I see that it's on, I will watch it. Um, I love it. It's great. I will I will give them credit. They did not make it canon discontinuity. It is hardcore in the Fast and Furious canon. That's right. And you know what? I, they own it. It is still an awesome car racing movie at the end of the day. Yeah. And if you really like Fast and the Furious, then that's what you like about it. Like The story mm. and all of that is like icing on it. The movie is about cars and racing cars, so yeah. and that's a good movie about racing cars. Like if you're watching it for that reason, so yeah, I know I know a lot of fans who love the Fast and Furious films. Um, Me, yeah. So I <laughs> and who talk nothing but love for them, and so I I feel like I need to see all seven of them. They're just, known. For have get, you not seen all? They're of known them? for getting. I haven't one. seen the the newest one, but I Which cannot I believe that you haven't seen all of them. Because I've seen all of them a lot of times, like nice. a lot of times. I love that franchise. Yeah. It's known for being yeah. one of the franchises that got better as it went along, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, especially once The Rock joined it, and it was like, okay, there's the piece we were missing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fast and the Furious Five when that mm. came out, that nice. was like a huge deal, and I saw that in theaters, and it was amazing. Yeah, I um, uh, a lot of people make fun of the naming scheme for those films. I think but... it's cool. Yeah, I think it's nice that they change it up. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just Fast and the Furious 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, you know? It's like Fast 5. Uh, yeah. What's, what was Furious 6? 7. Or Fast... That one was Fast and Furious 6. Right. And then uh, 7 was just Furious 7. Yes. Nice. Furious 7, right. Um, yeah. I don't... And, then, and you have like the fourth The fourth one is Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. It doesn't have... The fourth one was Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Drift is the third one. It's the third one, yeah, is it? Okay, I always yeah. think it's the fourth one for some reason, but you're right. Too Fast, Too Furious is <laughs> probably one of my favorite titles, though. Yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. And, and you know, uh, and then, of course, oh. I forget what the eighth one is going to be called, but... I love this. Oh, you but. guys, though, and we've already and we've already had another Paul Walker movie that we talked about. Yeah. Paul mm-hmm. Walker. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, well, now he was a big heartthrob for me, you know, like, it's a young girl. It was very sad, and I've Mm-hmm. I felt it was sad for the people in the movie franchise because it's one of those things where you you know they went through these all these years of making these movies together. Yeah. So of course they became really close and yeah. everything. It was you know it was sad. Vin Diesel yeah. named his daughter after uh, Walker. Aww. Yeah. yeah. Aww. Let's see. June sixteenth also had 
Garfield, a tale of two kitties that killed that franchise dead. Oh. It didn't even make back its $60 million budget. No, no, no. Good. The good. Lake House <laughs> with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock that I don't think anybody really remembers. I remember yeah, it. it. was pretty bland. And a movie that I'm going to go off on now. Go Nacho ahead. Libre. Nacho Libre. I love Napoleon Dynamite. Can I just like get that out of the way? Right. I love Napoleon Dynamite, so I didn't walk into this movie expecting to hate it. Uh, because... It was a Nickelodeon film, wasn't yeah, it? And it was, yeah, and it was... Here's the thing. It came from a script by Mike White, mm. who has done things I've loved. He wrote School of Rock. Mm. Oh my god, I love School of Rock. I could oh god, watch I it any day. Yes. Another Jack Black Watch pairing. it every mm. day. Yes. Exactly. It's great. I love Jack Black. When he has good material, he's amazing. Uh, Tropic Thunder, uh, High Fidelity, School of Rock, Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. I, he's He's talented. Uh, so you had all these things that were coming together that should have made this a fun movie. This movie was unbearable because there was no energy to it at all. Mm. This movie was asleep. And mm. I was asleep watching it. Ugh. Bad oh. movie. That's my pick for the worst movie of this year, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Easily. Um, June 23rd gave us click. Um, <laughs> silence. Click. Ambitious, yeah. ambitious at least. I mean, at least it Definitely. was trying something. It got. I remember that's one of the. Um, every year, the Oscars has at least one that's like, "What is that doing there?" Like, I think Transformers was in there a couple of years. For it's sp- what. It's usually for effects. It's yeah. what I call the token Oscar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That was the token Oscar for that year. Yeah. Uh, for makeup, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Though I do love that last year, uh, Mad Max Fury Road was swept it. That was that. Uh, it won. Uh, it won five of the uh, ten awards it was up for. So yeah. Oh, I love that. Including movie. George Miller getting an Oscar nomination for Best Director. That has nothing to do with anything, but that was awesome, and I just want to point that out. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> June twenty eighth gave us uh, two movies I actually really like: uh, Strangers with Candy, the movie, which I love. I love the show. I love the movie. I, I I pretty much love everything that that trio, uh, Paul Donello, Amy Sedaris, and Stephen Colbert, I love everything they've done together as a collective. Wigfield is one of my favorite audiobooks of all time. So, I, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. And Superman Returns. Uh-huh. I like that movie a lot, and I really do not get the hate that movie gets. I, I went into that with, you know, the I've seen... Here's my history of the Superman films. I saw the 70... Was it 77? 78. 78 uh, Superman film. I didn't like it that much. Like, maybe my opinion might be different now because I saw it was in high school. And my tastes are similar, but I have more appreciation for, like, camp and silliness. Mm-hmm. And, like, as I've gotten older, I've, you know, I've always kind of liked the silliness, but... Uh, 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 yeah, as I get older, I appreciate more things that are silly that should be serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that movie is very much camp silly. Um, and uh, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't like the original Superman, but Superman Returns is, I think, runs in the original Superman franchise. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people didn't get because they were expecting 100% serious. And this is a movie that does not take itself seriously. Like, um, case in point, Lex, uh, Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. 
campy as hell. He was wonderful! And I love it. No, that's what I <laughs> yeah. love about it, is that Spacey is very campy in it. Yeah. He's better than... Listen, he really schools Jesse Eisenberg on that, let me tell you that. Yes, oh god. <sighs> did, I, did, yeah. Ugh. I heard that... Um, my friend Zach told me that, I guess in the extended cut, they tried to retcon that a bit by saying, oh, he's not really Luthor, he's Luthor's son. No, he was Lex Luthor. That yeah. was the point. Yeah. The, it was canon in the book, in the uh, comics that uh, he was a junior as well. Let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, nope. I'm just, no, just, just next. Yeah. Next. But yeah, Returns is, I, I liked it. Wait, have you seen Returns, Poopums? Mm-mm. No. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's good. It's good, yeah. Um, June 30th gave us The Devil Wears Prada. Mm. Yes. I I haven't seen it. I like it quite a bit. It's, yeah. I think, uh, Meryl Streep, is that? Yeah. Yeah, Meryl yeah. Streep is great in it. Um, Anne, Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, Anne Hathaway is great in it. And uh, Stanley Tucci is also great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool story. Uh, Tucci met his uh, wife through that movie. Really? Because uh, he, uh, Emily Blunt, introduced him to her sister through ah. that. And so, yeah. Hmm. Nice. So, so he and uh, John Krasinski are uh, in laws through that uh, way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Which could have actually, which had Krasinski gotten uh, Captain America, would have been a cool little connection there. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he almost got it. It was him and Chris Evans, and hmm. yeah. Nice. Oh, what if? Um, <laughs> all right. July seventh gave us the biggest movie of the year: Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. However, the film room has a stated policy that we do not uh, discuss Johnny Depp movies anymore. So we're going to jump past it. Yes. And get on to a scanner darkly. Yeah. Because let's talk about an awesome movie instead. Yeah. Also, I actually like Pirates. Too, but that's neither here nor there. We don't discuss debt movies. No. I hated all the Pirates movies, just for the record. Let's talk about A Scanner Darkly, though, because uh, Amanda made me watch this, and why well, she, she shouldn't have made me watch it. I was it. astounded that he Amanda, hadn't seen it. <laughs> I was. Amanda reminded me I needed to see it. Yeah, I was. Because I love Richard Linklater. I was upset mm-hmm. because I love it so much, and I'm a massive Keanu Reeves fan, mm-hmm. and it's a fantastic movie. It's right up my alley. It's just the kind of dystopian future type of drugs and weird and artsy and in a different style than what you're used to seeing um some great actors in it uh woody harrelson Harrelson. is phenomenal um robert downey jr there there's a good movie for him this year um yeah. Everybody in that movie delivers Ryder, like yeah. A plus 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 performances. Um, That's so good. The style of that movie too. Like I mean, I still it's I rotoscoped animation. Yeah, I yes. haven't seen another movie that really really looks like that movie. You know, even even Waking Life, which was Linklater's first movie in that style, uh, was not as just. I think he like he took that style and just tightened it. Right. Yeah, Yeah, like that. It really just has its own unique Mm -hmm. thing, and not in the way that it looks in its subject matter and everything. It's it's so fantastic. Um, I got into the whole like adult coloring book thing, Mm -hmm. and I bought this this one that was all different pictures of flowers, and there was one that was all these little flowers, and they looked exactly like the blue flowers. (laughs) In the scene yeah. where, when at the end, when Keanu Reeves is like at the farm and mm-hmm. he's looking down and sees the flowers, that's what it looked like. 
And yeah. so I colored them all blue in the movie, and I actually have them hanging up on my wall, like by my desk yeah. at work. Um, nice. Yeah. I love that movie, and I saw that, and that's exactly what it made me think of. So, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge, huge fan of that movie. Yeah, I think, um, um, yeah, I have I have a poster from that because I, again, the Tivoli, um, at that time they were giving out, like, every with every major film they had, little posters of it, of um, their movies. So I have a little poster of uh, Scared Darkly, and the Scared Darkly poster is Keanu Reeves and, uh, oh, yeah, every and everybody uh, looking through blinds. So uh, on my back door... Which is leads to my room. Uh, there's a window with blinds, so I just have it uh, on the window facing outward. So if you look at my door outward, it has. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. That's right. It's great. I, I love the movie. Um, yeah, it's that's, fantastic. That's just yeah, in in that's every good. way. Now we're talking about it. I'm gonna have to watch it now because I haven't seen it in a couple yeah. of years, and oh, it's yeah. it's one of those that's good to rewatch. That's a good one. It is. You won't be saying that very much about some of the next movies that are coming up. Okay. Little Man on July 14th and You, Me, and Dupree. Mm-hmm. Those existed, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Um, they existed. <laughs> well, July 21st gives us much more to discuss. Clerks 2, which Amanda and I are sharply divided on. Mm. Yes, we are. <laughs> which one of you doesn't like it and which one of you does? If, as I want you to guess. I think Austin likes it and you don't. Yep. You're right. Okay. Yes. Yep. Uh, I, I worked in a fast food restaurant at the time that was released, so I was very excited for it. And I was a. 2006 was what started my big uh, three year Kevin Smith kick. Mm. Like, it lasted about three years before I just kind of drifted uh, from his stuff. But yeah, I. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I loved it, and I still kind of love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lady in the Water. I haven't seen it. It's inter- It's an interesting mess. Let's, yeah. Let's go with that. It is an interesting I didn't ever hear very many good things about it, and that's kind of why I didn't watch it. Though, mm. to be fair, there are a lot of M. Night Shyamalan movies that I didn't hear good things about, and then I watched <laughs> and loved. I know that a lot of people don't like... Um, we were just talking about the it village. earlier. You mentioned, the Village, yeah. The Village, yeah. And I personally love Village, so... I, I liked it at the time. I don't... I haven't seen it recently, so I can't attest to whether I do now. Right, but. right. I just know the last Airbender is ass, and really beyond that. Oh no! Please we do don't not mention that. No, 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 no. Please don't bring it up. Okay. <laughs> Monster House. Monster House. Anybody here see Monster House? I did not see it though. I played a game online that was based on it a lot for Neopets. Ah, uh, y'all remember Neopets? Yes. I remember Neopets. <laughs> I still have a Neopets account. Nice. And play it occasionally, just every once in a while. I do have a story about Monster House, but... uh, I've seen the last half of it uh, on TV. I love it. I I love Monster House. I was impressed with what I saw. This is the first movie I got to see in 3D. Mm. Oh, okay, nice. And it was a good one. This is a that good would say one. that would probably have been a good one yes. to see in 3D. Yeah. But though the first time I saw it, I saw it in 2D. <laughs> but uh, when I saw it in 3D, I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is really cool. So It probably has one of the most adult jokes I've ever seen in a kid's film, which is uh, uh, they're in the house and they see a thing hanging down from a ceiling and says, hey, I think that's the uvula. And then one of the characters says, I didn't know it was a girl house. Wow. And I just kind of look at him and it's like, 
Holy shit! Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. Then you're in a kids movie thinking about vulvas. Right. It's a very adult movie, actually. I, I love it. I, love it. I actually love that when you when you see stuff like that in kids movies mm. because you're like, yes. I always feel like that's like the you know the the writers and the directors and everybody going like, all right, all you parents out there that are watching this with your kids, like, right. have a moment to, the, to laugh. But that whole movie yeah. is those moments is the thing. It's, yeah. That whole right. movie is like hitting that note. I love that movie. Um, right. My super ex-girlfriend came out the same day. God, can we just like move past this? Yeah. There, um, that film I just remember as the one that came out opposite... Um, what did that come out opposite? My super ex-girlfriend. Uh, Quirks 2, same day as those. Was it that? I can't help but notice same? that you didn't let me talk about why I didn't like Quirks 2. <laughs> Oh, we sorry. would have been that's fine okay, to. We were, no, we we thought. Oh, I thought you were done, baby. I'm sorry. No, you know that's okay. <laughs> All I have to say about it is that I just think it was unnecessary and it wasn't any good. Fair. I don't disagree <laughs> about unnecessary. I, I still liked it. Fair. He's making Clerks three now, which I think is completely. Oh, he's talking so... about making a lot of stuff. Yeah, Smith yeah. is talking no, a lot about that. To me, I feel like no Clerks two was a turning point for me with Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I understand. But, um, um, what are you talking about? I thought Super Mario's Girlfriend came out opposite Hot Fuzz. No, no, no. Or was that The Expendables? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Because I know there's a joke in uh, Scott Pilgrim where they make fun of that movie. It was, uh, it was just my stupid ex-girlfriend. Was that that movie with Uma Thurman? <laughs> yes, it, it, that is the movie, but it, no, they came out a good distance apart, actually. Okay, maybe that's yeah. maybe that joke is just why I remember it that way. Yeah, weird. July twenty sixth gave us Little Miss Sunshine. Hmm. Yeah. What uh, you know? I'm mixed on. I actually have a copy of the script because I got it at like a somewhere for like a buck or so. I feel like saying that you like it is like if you're like oh my god I love it it's like oh yeah you're one of those people but I did I did like it. That's a fine. Lot. That's fine. That's fine. I did enjoy it. That's fine. That's why we're going through these. I I, I thought the ending was funny. And the ending was Punch funny. Line, yeah. Though unnerved. it has a very heart wrenching moment when the when right. the teenage son finds out realizes he's that he's colorblind yeah. and he yeah. so desperately wants to be a pilot and he that's a super down. heart-wrenching yeah. moment i also like to see steve carell in a really serious yeah. role carell's really know? good in it i, I he mm-hmm. is very good in it um I, I, i'm i'm midway on it i don't really hate it mm-hmm. i don't i don't love it i guess i would say i like it if i was to be pinned down i right. like it i just don't love it right um july 28th and it was actually a really good Greg Kinnear movie, and there aren't enough of those. Yeah, I miss Greg I Kinnear. I do like Greg Kinnear. I, I've always liked him, and he's he is good in it. July 28th, oh boy, we're, we're get ready to go into the uh, forgettables here. <laughs> the Ant Bully. What? Ah, uh, yeah, it was that CG mm-hmm. film. I don't About ants. Remember. It was a, a something. John Tucker Must Die. All my friends really loved that, and I just wasn't into it. And the Miami Vice movie. Mm. Uh, was that 10 years ago? Yeah, really? it was 10 years ago. I don't like Michael Mann movies, so... Hmm. I like Collateral, and that's about it. Um, August 4th gives us Barnyard, the original Party Animals, which actually made a surprising amount of money. It made $73 million. That's a Nickelodeon thing, right? Yeah. Mm. Turned into a series. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> the Descent, which... Uh, 
really, really well loved with horror fans. That movie is super duper duper scary. Mm-hmm. It is extremely scary. Mm. It would be. It, it has two scary things. One, it which is in close spaces. I didn't realize that I was afraid of enclosed spaces until I watched that movie. Um, And that is bad enough. Honestly, the movie would be scary enough if it was just that. But then you have, like, crazy monster demons. Mm -hmm. And and they are scary-ass demons, too. So... Yeah, it was. It's pretty horrifying. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't ever want to go spelunking or cave climbing or whatever the hell that is. No thanks. Yep. I <laughs> I had a hard time with the burial scene in Kill Bill. I just, yeah. So that just makes me go. Ah. Yeah. 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 No. That one was really well liked, uh, well reviewed. Did uh, did grow several times its budget. It scared uh, me pretty. Roger Ebert bad. gave it four stars. Mm. Yeah. Um, Talladega Nights. Oh, well, hmm. I just rewatched Talladega Nights because they just put it on Netflix not that long ago. Hmm. I mean, it didn't age as well as I'd hoped it would. No. But it was... Okay, I grew up in Podunk, nowhere. Exactly. And everybody was obsessed with that movie. And here's like, the thing. I cannot tell you... <laughs> How many times in high school, in class, people shake and bake and just everything forever with that movie. And at the very least, you have the prayers. You have the prayers, and those alone justify watching it. Oh my god, yes. And that's the one that people always quote. And that yes. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Oh. See, the fact that we're now like sitting here quoting it ten years later... And no, listen, in D-Light, there's this drink that people drink. Yeah. It's T.W. Samuels whiskey and Mountain Dew is disgusting, and they call oh. it Dub and Dew. Yeah. <laughs> T.W. Samuels and Dew. And that's people out of the deer camp and back, I'm all jacked up on Dub and Dew! <laughs> I just can't. And I maintain, if you're a movie shit. that's like trying to deal with the subculture, and that subculture embraces you, yeah, you did your job. Right. It, it is good. I I still love that movie. Uh, I have to say, I haven't seen it, unfortunately. Oh, it's wonderful. What? You haven't seen it? It it's is super funny, once. and it is on Netflix. And it's a great um, cast, too. Cause it's yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth Will a watch. Ferrell. You're going to laugh. Let's see, it's Will Ferrell, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, oh, John yes. C. Riley, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. I'm a big fan of Sasha Baron Cohen as uh, Molly Shannon. Molly in Shannon's it. in it. She has some great, just small scenes. I'll always hate that she oh, never got... Oh, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch is his mother. Um, Gary Cole is his father. Wow. Oh, this is good. It has a fabulous cast. And they're all yeah. well used is the thing. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually, yeah. This See, now I'm wanting to watch that one again. Because I, I really did love that I one. mean, like I said, I just rewatched it here recently. And it gave me a good laugh again. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Quite a bit. World Trade Center was on August 9th. Everything I said about um, United 93... Does not apply here, and I think I've made it clear before on the cast. I do not like Oliver Stone. No. Uh, I don't like Oliver Stone. This was a bad time for Nicolas Cage, too, because this is when he was starting to hit the skids. This is... Ugh. Uh, have you seen... What year did Bad Lieutenant come out? Uh, that was 20... 2009, 2000. Ten somewhere in there. Yeah, that was a good movie. That, that one I've heard was good, but yeah, no. This, this... I almost if it was if I didn't have it on just Blu-ray, I would have brought it because mm. it is worth seeing. It's, yeah, Werner Herzog. Uh, yeah, I, I would expect good. It's him as create as Nicolas Cage insanity, which yeah. is amazing. World Trade Center is 
World Trade Center is bland. It's like a butter and cream cheese sandwich on a white bread. It's boring. The only thing that works about it is there's a character in it who like gets a vision and becomes convinced that he has to go down to the scene of the thing because he can save these guys that are buried. Now that's a creepy idea for a character, but what you would do with this normally is you would cast an actor who conveys calmness and who conveys sanity and logic. They cast Michael Shannon. Mm. Yeah, that did not work. God, yeah, that was bad casting. In in a or great casting. Can we watch Michael Shannon reading that yes. um, that <laughs> sorority girl letter after we're done with the cast? Absolutely, we can. <laughs> We got a lot of blandness to get through but here. I just, I just want to say one more thing about World Trade Center oh, yeah. before we go. Uh, in a subject, I'm not sure if this the truther movement was. It was. Big. It was. Okay, it yeah. was. It was. In fact, it was really in so, full swing. But yeah, uh, in a, in a subject that is riddled with stupid conspiracies, you do not want the director of JFK on that. No subject. I mean, even if it's not about that. You do not want that. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I hate Oliver Stone so much. Yeah. Uh, no. So, World Trade Center, we're in the W's now? How many do or, we have left? No, we're in August. We're in August. Oh, okay. Oh, oh I'm going I'm chronologically. For some reason, I thought we were going alphabetically. But we're, <laughs> but we're in August, so it is starting to speed up. Because um, I'm going to shoot through a lot of these that are coming up because they're movies that I don't even remember, but I'm just going to acknowledge they existed. August 11th, we had Pulse, Zoom, and Step Up. Does anybody even... The only thing I know about Step Up is that's where Channing Tatum met his wife. Girl, we loved Step Up in high school. That was one of those movies that, like, that when the teachers were like, oh, we, we're not doing class today. I need a great paper. So y'all just watch a movie. We'd watch Step that's Up. That's nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love dance movies, though. That's, yeah. I love dance movies. And say, I'll say this about Channing Tatum. That guy can move. Yeah. yeah. He's an amazing dancer. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, and he met his wife there, and they're still together. Yeah. And oh, it's so sweet. Yeah, it's, it's no a, mistake that he's in Magic Mike. Uh, I I love uh, those movies. That's all. Ah, uh, Magic yeah. Mike. We we're gonna do a cast on those at some yes. point. The uh, second one. Second one. Oh, the second one is so good. To second, me, the second one is it's much way better, better than the first yeah. one. It's, like it's light years better. Ooh, nice. Now we're gonna get into some movies that are very much unremembered. Accepted, with Justin Long. Ah, yeah. Um, where they make like, a oh, fake yeah. university. Yeah, that was a movie. Right. Oh, that was one of Blake Lively's first movies. I actually kind of have some good memories of it. I'm not saying it was a great movie, but it, uh, I liked it at the time that I watched it. That's it cool. Was... The Illusionist, which I like. Yes, yes, yes. The Illusionist. Was that the animated? No, that's... Oh. No, it's not the Sylvain Chomet. It's this is the one that gets confused with the Prestige. Because mm-hmm. yeah. right. they're the same year. They're both good movies. Yeah. My complaint with the, the Illusionist, and this is one thing I will say about it. First of all, I'll say it, the actors are all really good in it. Even Jessica Biel was pretty good, actually. i got to give her some credit because she's yeah. actually pretty good in it. Um, Edward Norton is awesome in it. Paul Giamatti is just wonderfully scene-chewing. Yes. My problem with the movie is they used CGI to do some of the magic stuff. Uh. And I do not like that because I know that era of magic... They were able to reproduce. They were, you're doing tricks that were done on stage. Please right. do not use CGI for that. Right. That's, it's it's okay for something like Now You See Me, where the magic is very implausible. Mm. 
Um, or, or in like in the Prestige, where it's supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah. it's literally supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the Prestige though, he, um, like, you know, that's kind of the opposite thing. I don't. Did they use any CG for this? Not much, because Christopher Nolan hates CGI. Right. I meant. Well, what did know, they do for the? Do you know for the tree growing? That to me was the most like miraculous thing in the whole in movie. the Illusionist. No, and isn't that in the Prestige? That's they have a flowering thing like that in the Illusionist, and it's obvious bad CGI actually. Mm. But is there no? I don't think there. I don't is. think there is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't that just bugged me. Wrong. It just bugged me because it was. Because yeah. here's the thing: that's a cool trick, and that was actually done on stage. I've hmm. read the exact Where? mechanisms. I'm like, want my phone? I need to like look it up. <laughs> uh huh. Well, I'm going to quickly say Material Girls with the, the Duff Sisters came out that day as well. Boo. Boo. And a movie we've already covered on this cast, Snakes on a Plane. Oh, God. Ah. Ah. Love that movie. That movie is awesome. Yes. Yeah, snakes on a motherfucking plane. It is. Yes. It is Monday, Friday awesome on this uh, monkey fighting movie. Monkey fighting movie. <laughs> that's, seriously, that's what they changed it to was... Monkey fighting snakes on this Monday Friday plane. Monday to Friday plane. Yeah, that's yeah. what the title of our cast was. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I think it. Jackson himself actually did the dub for it. <laughs> yes. Because they knew right. it had to be the most ridiculous dub possible. Right. Because everybody knows what is uh-huh. being said. You know. So. I, I yeah. love when they do TV dubs that way. Uh, I think um, person who notoriously does that is Edgar Wright. Uh huh. Uh, like every time Funky. in one of his yeah, movies they have fuck, he always says funk. They always have to like clearly say funk. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. And when like in Hot Fuzz when uh, the priest like sh- they shoot the priest like in the kneecaps and he says, Jesus Christ uh, they have to say peas and rice. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. There's a TV edit of Boogie Nights. I just like want to point out that that exists. How do you do the penis shot? You don't. You omit it. That's I remember. Uh, I remember the the TV cuts of not uh, not another teen movie. Well, there's a movie that there's a movie that gets heavily cut. It's like completely. It's like half the the runtime and like really? everything is is dubbed over. It's all. So I actually really bad. like not another teen movie, so I haven't seen it. I that love that movie, funny. but yeah, you can imagine a mm. for TV edit of that. Yeah. Oh. Okay, it's about to get real forgettable up in this place. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, let's see. You had Beer Fest. Yeah. Uh, boo. Yeah. We Super talked troopers. about this the other day. I love Broken Lizard, but I don't like that movie. Yeah. It sucked. Mm. It was stupid. Yeah. It was like they sold out. As lame as that sounds, but that's yeah. kind of how that's it felt. Did. Yeah. You mm. had um. How to Eat Fried Worms. I just remember mm-hmm. hating the trailers. Idle Wild from Outcast. That was the last thing mm-hmm. they ever did together. Yeah. Before. I Yeah, I uh, uh earlier this year I was on a kick of their albums. It's uh I don't like everything on it, but they do yeah. some good music. They're catchy. Invincible on uh to close out with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh September first, Crank. Which oh, Crank is a movie which Crank. I feel like whatever your response to is to it is that's what the directors wanted you to think right. so I can't yeah I, I, I had heard a story about Crank 2 uh, where they just like uh, locked themselves in a hotel room 
did a bunch of coke and then wrote the script. That's what I've heard it plays like. I feel like yeah. that would be an accurate, like, good way to write a, um, a crank movie. I feel like that that's, appro- that's appropriate. Yeah. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Makes, yeah. makes sense to me. I always, the thing that I liked about Crank was that um, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park has yeah. a cameo in it. And I remember watching it and I was like, is that... Yeah. It's that kind of movie. And this movie right now, like, where it's, did that come from? But, I mean, there he is, sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. September 8th gives us The Covenant. <gasps> oh, The Covenant! I love that movie, you guys. And it is a, not a very good movie, I'll be honest, but... <laughs> it but. is... It's like it's like every every movie you've ever seen that's like, here's a sexy group of women... A coven, or just whatever, a sexy group of women, blah, 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 blah. And instead, it's, it's a sexy group of men, and they are <laughs> like mega, mega hunkaronies. Like, yeah. <laughs> really sexy guys, and they are witches, nice. basically. And this, they're like witches. They're not wizards. They're witches, and they're awesome. It's it's actually really good. Um, nice. There's not, not really any notable actors in it. Um... It's not, I mean, I couldn't, it's not, I guess it's not notable for much other than the extreme attractiveness of the actors that are in it. But you know what? I enjoyed it. That's enough. I was, you know, 16, 17, hormonal teenager, but I did like it a lot. I've watched it many, many times and I'd rewatch it today um, because I did think it was a lot of fun. I thought it was interesting the way that like being a witch, I was passed down by blood Mm-hmm. And when you use your powers, you have to like limit <coughs> using your powers because using your powers ages you. <coughs> and so like, but it's also one of those things where like, you know, you get like drunk on the power and like addicted to using it. And so right. it like turns you into this like old shriveled like, nice. that, that sounds, I thought that was cool. That sounds like a, um, interest, that sounds like an antithesis to Hocus Pocus. Yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah. I, yeah. I saw for the first time in thirty in thirty twenty years uh, the other mm. night or last week last week tonight actually. I love yeah. that Bette Midler dressed up as her character, her character for Halloween this yeah. year. Really? Yeah, she she did it. She did. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> oh boy, so much so much forgettable ahead. Um, we've got the Black Dahlia, Everyone's Hero, Gridiron Gang, and The Last Kiss. Does anybody even know anything about any of those movies? The Gridiron Gang, was that the one where the football in prison? Yeah. Uh, Nah. It was a a teen. It was like troubled teens who have to Uh, become a football team thanks to The Rock. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? see, There's so many, yeah, uh, football movies. What, no one? Yeah, no. Nope. Uh, All I know is everyone's hero has a talking bat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. How would that even work? I, I don't think that would hurt. I, I, would, even, I would imagine they would be like, Oh, God! Oh, God! Why? Why are you hitting things with me? Stop! That sounds like a robot chicken sketch in the yeah, making. It does. <laughs> September 22nd gives us a movie that I do want to talk about. Uh, you had, by the way, Flyboys, which was another James mm. Franco attempt that... Boy, he really, the, the whole trying to be a pretty boy lead, he, that didn't last for him. Um, uh, Jackass number two. Let's talk a little bit about Jackass number two for a moment. Uh, I don't really, this was the movie that I should have really started to realize 
I'm done with this franchise because mm-hmm. I saw it, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But God, like, here's how much this movie was off. When it came time for me to try and like put these lists together, I thought it was in 2005. Uh, I thought it was older than it was, and that's not a good sign because what that tells me is I thought it was further back in time than it actually was. Right. That's kind of how that whole franchise feels to me. Mm-hmm. Is it felt like it was back further in time than it actually was. Right. I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah. It's, when did that series air? 2000 to, to 1999 to like 2001 or so. Yeah, sounds about right. That was like by middle school to high school years. And it worked That's great not... then. Yeah. For that. Yeah. But now, but once you got to 2006... I liked the movie well enough, mm-hmm. but God, it was really, it was over. <laughs> it was if we're, out. If we're honest, it was over. Yeah. Facing the Giants from the Kendrick Brothers started that series of films, so that's what led to War Room. Mm. The Guardian with Ashton Kutcher and Kevin Costner. Why did Hollywood try to make Ashton Kutcher a thing? I don't know. <laughs> Open Season, which cost $85 million to make. Ouch. Why? Why did you do that? That's now it grossed exactly that. Really? Like a little bit more, like maybe a hundred and five thousand more. Uh, you don't? No, no. So it made it made exactly one Oogie Loves profit more than its. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm sure it budget. did fine on video. Why did you do that? Why did you spend that much money on that movie? Uh, why? Just why? Animated movies cost way too much. Yeah. School for Scoundrels was then. That was when that was when Hollywood decided, okay, we're done trying to make John Heater a thing. Hmm. Yep. One movie that I'm going to note real quick, even though I don't think anybody but me has seen it, is The Queen with Helen Mirren. No, oh, I haven't seen it. I have. Um, oh, good. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I actually really love that movie. Yeah, it's really great. It's, it's one of those things that... Um, um, yeah, it's about the Princess Diana thing. Yeah. And, uh, it's really smart. Yeah, it is, and how the and how uh, Queen Elizabeth reacted to that whole thing, you know, realizing that she kind of like brushed it off, but then started to realize that oh, she was actually a figure that people loved. Yeah, it's it's about how the monarchy is outdated, frankly. Yeah, it's about dealing with the idea that the monarchy doesn't matter. It's really good. I highly recommend it to people who wouldn't watch a prestige drama like that because mm-hmm. it's really smart. Um, October 6th gives us one of the big movies of the year, The Departed. The movie oh. that went on to win Best Picture. I have a funny story about that. Tell us. Ooh, do tell. So my dad was really strict about my curfew when I was growing up. Like, I could get away with a lot of things, but I could not get away with being late for curfew. Even one minute, it was major mm-hmm. trouble. And I started watching The Departed over at my friend Erica's house, and I didn't realize what a long movie uh, it was. And so uh-huh. I was watching it. And we were about 10 minutes from the end mm. of the movie, and I realized that it was already five minutes past my curfew. Ouch. And so I flipped out and ran home and totally got in trouble mm. and never watched the last 10 minutes of that movie and still to this day have not. Aww. Though I know what happens, which is that apparently in like the last 10 minutes, everybody dies. Yeah, pretty much everybody <laughs> dies. Everybody, everybody dies, dies except Marky Mark. Mm. <laughs> Who helps? Yes. Who helps with the bloodbath? Yes. Um, I love The Departed. I mean, there's yes, really not much to, more to say about it. I, 
it wouldn't make my top five of the year, but I love it. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome movie. It's a great film. It, it is. I, I've got no complaints with it winning Best Picture. Um, we also had Employee of the Month, which was one of the movies that started to explain. It was Hollywood. Yeah. Why were Dane Cook and uh, Jessica Simpson... Like, Cook is a good character actor, actually. He's really good in supporting roles. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at stand-up comedy. What he was originally known for, he's really good at. Hmm. Jessica Simpson is not good at anything. anything. No, I, I can't stand her. So, yeah. there's that. Um, Little Children. Oh, my God. Kate Winslet. That movie. Jackie Earl Haley. Patrick Wilson. Uh, let's see. I'm trying, God, such an amazing... Uh, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. It is a great one. It was... It was it's a very gripping yeah. movie. Um, and it does have a lot of people that I really love. I really... Kate Winslet is yeah. my favorite. Um, yes, I love Kate Winslet. No, it's a very good movie. Yeah. Hmm. We also had Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning that day. Uh, yeah, what is there to say? Okay. <laughs> October 13th gives us one movie that I'm only putting on here because of the cost to uh, loss ratio. Mm-hmm. Alex Ryder, Operation Stormbreaker, was based on a series of extremely popular books. Hmm. It cost $40 million to make, and domestically it earned all of $659,210. Now, it made a little more overseas, but that franchise died pretty hard. Yeah. And we got another one coming up that's just about as bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> though actually not as bad as I thought. Um, okay, but anyway, uh, moving on, you had uh, The Grudge 2. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't even like the first one. Yeah, hmm. Man of the Year with Robin Williams. That hmm. yeah, hmm. The Marine with John Cena. John Cena. I hate that. I hate that one of his few lead John lead roles in a movie <laughs> has been an has have been that his few lead roles have been action movies. He's funny, hmm. and he's like seriously kind of an awesome guy. Like he's he hardcore into hip hop. And actually has recorded a couple of serious hip-hop albums because he actually is deep into that. Doesn't he have, like, the world record for Make-A-Wish? Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. John Cena is actually amazing. Uh, I have a funny story about John Cena, too. I have a funny story about a lot of things, apparently. That's the fun of this cast. (laughs) Well, you know, they say that, like, people, that women have crazy sex dreams when they're they're pregnant. (laughs) I, uh, my friend Melissa showed me this that John Cena meme the John Cena like yeah at work um, a little while after I found out that I was pregnant and then I proceeded to have a sex dream about John Cena while I was pregnant it was quite weird and then everybody at work knows me for that now they gave me Valentine's on Valentine's Day a picture of John Cena holding up this giant like raw steak like piece of meat <laughs> like a heart and oh my god and then they printed me out like a wrestling like championship belt like nice yeah everybody at work makes fun of me about it now so you funny <laughs> um, I do like John Cena though dude's awesome um, yeah yeah he was really, really good in uh, that terrible movie. Trainwreck. Yeah. <laughs> that trainwreck of a movie. Yeah. Ugh. Um, moving on to October 20th, you had Flags of Our Fathers from Clint Eastwood, mm. Flicka, which had Tim McGraw in it, Marie Antoinette from Sofia Coppola. Yes. I love that movie. 
I know it got booed at Cannes, but what do they know except they're French? But, yeah. Um, um, well, you know, it's. I'm sure Marie Antoinette is a touchy subject for the French, the French to yeah. say the least. But I saw, I rewatched Marie Antoinette recently. In fact, I thought about it recently too. Um, yeah, it's really well made. I mean, it's one that sticks with you, and the soundtrack is great. Um, good use of. Um, like, you know, I know probably the movie that I'm not sure if anybody really thinks of A Knight's Tale anymore, but um, when you, whenever you mix... It's fun. Yeah. Whenever you mix, uh, uh, like, modern music with, like, a historical thing... Anachronist. Yeah, anachronist, yeah. yes. But, you know, the way they... The way Sophia uses it is really nice because she, like... They play, like, the period music when she has to be proper and she has to mm. be. And they play the, you know, the anachronism. Like, they play a uh, rock song at a party, like, when she's being, like, whenever she's being, like, immature. Yeah. Um, like a teenage, like the teenager she is. And it's, um, uh, Kirsten Dunst Kirsten is really great in it, and so is uh, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that movie. Yeah. I think it's great. It's a good one. Yeah. The, the Prestige. Yes! Mm. I'm not sure there's really much more to be said about The Prestige beyond... Yes. Everything about it is awesome. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Everything yes, about it... Yes, it's David, been, David Bowie is Tesla! David Bowie is Tesla. Yes, that is... With Gollum as his assistant. <laughs> Couldn't have gotten a better shot on that ever oh, again. That's yeah. amazing. Yes. And my man Hugh Jackman's in it. And he's yes. great in it. And he he's great in everything he's in, but no, and he is absolutely and we have fantastic a really great in that. Movie from him coming in just a bit. Um, and then so of course, you know, too. you have uh, Christian Bale. Who's great in it. Yes. In a very tricky role. Very, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The women are good in it. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's well used in it. Rebecca uh-huh. Hall is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Caine is great in a supporting role. Yeah. It's one of Nolan's best scripts, um, mm-hmm. and it has one hell of a twist. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what bothers me about that movie's twist is that I deliberately tried to block out hearing anything about it. And it got ruined for you. No, it didn't. No? But here's the thing. When I was done with the movie, I was thinking back on it, and I realized the movie screams the actual what's actually going on. It you. really does. Yes. It, it does. tells you. It's, it's almost kind of like when you watch The Sixth Sense. Yeah. You're like, all the time they were telling me and I never saw, because that's you know? What, and that's the point right. of this movie, is yes. it's about misdirection. Mm-hmm. It gets you looking in the wrong way. The the one thing that that I immediately thought of when, like, you, when the coin drops is they go back and they say months later his, like, hand started bleeding again for some mm-hmm. reason. And she's, yeah. like, washing it. She's like, I thought this was already healed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then why does she know? Why does she... What does she know about him? What is his... Because you don't... But, you, but again, the key is you're not thinking that there's any real big surprise to his twist. Right. Mm-hmm. You're thinking... Because it has you looking at Jackman's character and trying to figure out what's going on with him. Yeah. You don't think that all this time the movie is actually pulling a much bigger con on you. And by the way, mm-hmm. if, you, if you go back and look at stills of his assistant, mm-hmm. it's obviously Bale the oh, whole yeah. time. Yeah. It's really obviously Bale. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie so much. Um, God. I need to rewatch that one. That's oh, such a good such one. Such a great one. The great. Nightmare Before Christmas 3D was also that day. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to just say that I saw that movie three times in 3D. Yes, I did too. <laughs> I love that movie. That's all there is to Can't it. Can't see that movie enough. No nope. way, no yes. how. 
Um, October 27th, we had Babel from uh, In Your E2. Right. And Saw 3, which is, in my opinion, probably the point that the series... Should have ended. Really should have ended there, frankly. It probably mm. should have, and like, because Saw 3 was still good, mm. but after that it got really you went and contrived. You went and killed your best character. That's the thing. You... Well, and it, it just, it also got incredibly contrived. Yeah. Now, I will say that the fourth one, mm, I do actually... I, I think that it should have ended after the fourth movie because the fourth yeah. movie, Two. I gave them one after he was dead to to show them that he could still play the game even though he was dead. Yeah, hmm. but that's it. But that's it. It just mm. yeah, that's that's after that was that was enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. November third gives us a movie that I really love that unfortunately was a bit of a bomb flushed away from Ardman mm. with Hugh Jackman. Jackman's going to show up a couple times on this list yet. I know which one's coming. <laughs> yep, and, yep, yep, yep. Uh... I'm trying to kind of rush to get to it. Right. But we have some really good ones that we have to hit on. Um, we also had the Santa Claus 3, which I did not realize this made $84.5 million in 2006. Wow. How? I really thought that one... It must let's, have... Let's just, I, people, I'm really fond of the first movie. The first one's still great. And I think that mm-hmm. maybe that's it's that holdover of that nostalgia and how mm-hmm. much they love the first one. And it's like, it's Christmas time. Let's, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. kind of stuff. Talk yes. about Christmas movies. We're going to get to one in a moment. That's that's. Um, it always baffles me when the franchise goes theater, direct to video, theater. Actually, the, no. The the second one went theater. Did it? Yeah, and it was a huge hit. It's huh. a huge hit in two thousand one, I think, or yeah. two thousand two. Yeah, I remember the second one. Yeah, second one. one was big hit, and the second one was really well liked. Actually, it was. It was good. Yes, I remember it. November 3rd also gave us Borat, which Amanda and I are at total loggerheads on. Hate it. Hate, <laughs> love hate, it. Hate, love hate, it. Hate it. Love it. There have been at least three movies that we've come across so far that we've had, that we've like mm. argued on strongly. See, isn't this fun, honey? <laughs> what is more fun. is there to say? Um, November 10th gave us a good year from uh, Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe. Eh, I don't care. I don't like Ridley Scott. And I it liked, gave me... I liked a good year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite movies of the year, Stranger Than Fiction. Ooh, yeah. Oh my God, I love this movie so much. And you know why I love it? It's because 30 minutes into it, I didn't know how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was just, it was like, I couldn't figure it you out. You didn't know, that's, that's, not only do you not know what you feel about it, but you don't really know what it's doing. Uh-huh. You know, right. you're like, what is this? What is this? And is this going to go somewhere that I'm going to really hate? And then 30... 30- I think people, they, they marketed it kind of in a deceptive way they marketed it as more of a comedy than what it was and especially with Will Ferrell exactly especially with Will Ferrell in the lead and I think that that's one of the reasons why you do have that confusion at first because you did go into it not really expecting it to be the way that it is and the thing is when it when you do realize what it's becoming you fall absolutely head over heels in love with it. Right, and it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Because it is, and it's so humane. Like, so mm-hmm. many, it, it occurs to me, you could have done this movie and done it really cynical and mean. Mm-hmm. No, this is a loving movie. Yeah. It's a sweet movie, it's funny, I just, God, I adore it so much. It's one of my favorites of the year. November yeah. 17th. And we're probably gonna, I think you mentioned we're probably gonna We're gonna cast do a full on cast on it. Nice. It needs to be a full cast. Yeah. November 17th gives us Casino Royale. Yeah. Yeah. Just badass. What more is there to say beyond it's one of the best Bond movies of all time? Yes. It's the only Bond movie I own. That's a good one. Yes. You have Happy Feet that day from the director of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I have a funny story about that. Do tell. Uh, I saw it like years after 
its release. Didn't like it too much. Um, no. I think I complained about it on Twitter, and uh, my friend uh, Aston Chi, who lives in Australia and works at Animal Logic, the company mm. that um, does uh, the special effects for a lot of films, including Happy Feet, huh. uh, said uh, he, he did some mocap work on it. Cool. Yeah, so he, he says, well, what was it? Uh, was it my performance? <laughs> Aww. I just I just felt so guilty. I'm just like, no, 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 Aston. It was not that at all. It just didn't strike me right. Yeah. It's like, Aww. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think he meant it no. seriously. Of course, like he just, but um, uh, it's when I say, oh well, I I did something in that. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, that was really cool. Hi, Aston, if you're mm-hmm. if you're listening. November 22nd gives us Deck the Halls, which is one of the all-time just... If you have not seen it, congratulations. It's such a bad Christmas movie. Um, with Danny DeVito and Mike Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, just don't see it. How about that? Um, yeah. uh, it also gave us Deja Vu with Denzel Washington. One of his few movies not to do all that well, actually. Mm-hmm. And here's the movie that Amanda and I have both been dying to get to. The Fountain. Yes. The Fountain. Oh, with... Um... Uh, Darren Aronofsky? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that. Y'all, oh, oh, uh, uh, No, you have to see it. Yeah. You really have to see it. It's one of those movies I would, I would almost say, like, let's not ruin it by talking about it, but honestly, it's so complex not, and everything. But let's still. We probably couldn't ruin it, but right, oh, can, right. we t- can I talk about yeah. one scene from yes. it? My favorite scene from that movie is Hugh Jackman sitting on the bed with the, the quill and ink. Uh-huh tattooing his finger and crying that oh, is so, so... heart wrenching oh. and just uh it, it made me cry i was like he deserves an oscar for this scene like he <laughs> it was that completely was fucking, shut out fucking brilliant that movie is fucking it's amazing brilliant it is transcendent uh, absolutely there's nothing more to be said it's spiritual it's, it's out there. It's great. awesome. It's great. Watch it. Yep. Multiple times. Watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's also remarkably easy to understand where, what the levels of reality are on it. Because it's a reality bender, but it's actually very easy to understand, which is kind of rare. Hmm. Uh, that's a good one. Um, you also had uh, December 1st. We're getting, boy, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. We are in December. Oh, shoot. Uh, the Nativity Story. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. Yeah. Teristas. No, that was a thing. Okay, when a when a horror movie loses money, that's kind of a sign that they done something wrong. It was another torture porn, right? Yeah. Another torture porn. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Not. Oh. Um, you also had Van Wilder Two: The Rise of Taj, one of the very oh, few God. Cal Penn starring movies. That's not. I hate that his starring movies have been so bad because. Though, if you count the Harold and Kumar movies as co-starring, then his average rises considerably. But I like him, and I wish he'd done better. December 8th gives us Apocalypto, one of the very few movies ever to be ah. in Mayan. Ah. That's good. I love I love Apocalypto. Yeah. I haven't I, seen it. That's good. I, uh, there's, um, do you know the story about... Uh, he slipped Waldo into the yes. trailer? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And... Um, and like it was only for the theaters so uh-huh. nobody um you like supposedly nobody could prove that he did it 
Like, it's just almost like one or two frames. Mm. But there does exist the frame of it. You can look it up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I wish he'd slipped into the movie. Um, Jeez. You had Blood Diamond, which was a pretty big money loser, actually. Was it? Uh, mm. I don't think it was a bad No, it movie. wasn't. And DiCaprio was actually Oscar-nominated for it, but like all of the years until this year, he lost that one. Um <laughs> Let's see. And then you had Unaccompanied Minors, uh, Hmm. which is a kid's movie that existed. (laughs) December 15th gave us Arthur and the Invisibles, Hmm. uh, which was from... December was boring month. Yeah, it was Charlotte's Web, the live-action movie. Does anybody even remember that was a thing? No. I, um... Yeah, with Dakota Fanning. I can't ever see that movie because the spider in it is super, super realistic. Yep. And there are a lot of close-ups of the spider, and... Funny story about that. Um, uh, my sister has two kids, six and eight. Um, I th- they saw it like a couple years ago, I think. Uh, they might own it. And uh, uh, they had that movie paused at a moment when the spider was Ugh. like, had a close up. And uh, my sister came into the room, saw that, and went, Argh! Argh! Nice. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. You also had Dreamgirls, which is only mm. notable for one thing. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, Jennifer Hudson did get Best Supporting Actress yeah. for it. I liked it. But good. here's the thing that that's most notable for. It was the odds-on frontrunner to win Best Picture at the Oscars mm-hmm. up until the day of nominations when it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Ah. That's a fun thing that happened. Great. Um, you had Aragon, which, yeah. based on those books that were so successful, it lost money. Yeah, it's... Yeah, fans of the book are pissed off. Yeah. To this day, I heard somebody, like, just a month ago, like, complain about the fact that the books are so good and the film just fucked it up. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Here's one of the big hits from this time, The Pursuit of Happiness. So, Oh, yeah, with Will Smith. That was a decade ago? Yeah, that's a good one. Wow. That's a good one. I've got, I, I got no gripes with it. That's a good one. I haven't one. seen it. <laughs> that's a good one. Will and Jaden Smith. It's the good Will and Jaden Smith movie. Right. Yes. December twentieth gave us Rocky Balboa, which is the which was the theoretical end to the Rocky franchise until Creed came along. Uh-huh. I love people Rocky. seem to like it. I, I lo- mean, I loved it actually. I thought it was a really good conclusion to the to the series, and now hmm. it's going off into the spinoffs. But I like it. I, I do. It's hmm. plus. Here's the thing: it was a twenty four million dollar franchise movie. You don't get enough of those. Hmm. Um. December 22nd, you had Night at the Museum, which was a huge hit. I saw that one in the theater, actually. I, I've never seen any of them, actually. Mm, Night at the Museum is actually really fun. Mm, cool. And I hear that the sequels are also fun. Yeah. Oh. We also had We Are Marshall from uh, Matthew McConaughey. I'm telling you, this year is limping to its end. Hmm. You had Black Christmas. Mm, no. Children of Men. Ah! Awesome, yes. awesome movie. I was wondering when we were going to get to that one. Ridiculously overpriced, though. It cost $76 million. Really? It lost w- over half its budget. Oh. I hate that, but it's also a great movie, and there's nothing more really to be said for me beyond it's a great movie, everybody in it is great. It's just great. It's just everything about it is great. That, one, that long one-take sequence in the movie is brilliant. Yeah, the one in the car... Uh, the one in the car, then there's the one on the, oh, the battle. One. Yeah, in the building when 
Oh, it's it's the, the most powerful moment in the oh, movie. Oh, God, that's such a good one. Yeah. And we're going to close this out on a high note. Thanks for showing me your asshole, Cat. The highest note we can go out on. <laughs> the last movie of the year was El Labrinto del Fano. Ooh. Hans Labyrinth. Yeah. Labyrinth. Yes. Everything about that movie is sheer perfection. I saw it again recently. <sighs> I remember watching it um, in my freshman year of college um, to help me with my Spanish class, watching it um, watching it in Spanish with English subtitles mm. and, and, and saying that, you know, while I was watching the movie, I was, I was studying, you know, mm. because I just wanted to watch that movie so much because it's so everything about it is amazing incredible it's really it's great Guillermo del Toro's finest hour which really says something because he's put up a lot of movies that would be other directors finest hours um he was multiple Oscar nominated for this um didn't win any didn't win uh he was shut out at best foreign language film sadly ah oh. uh, it's it's funny that this is the last movie that we talk about because in my opinion this is the best movie of the year. Hmm. This would be my pick for the best movie of the year. I would agree. I could yes. agree. I could agree with that. That movie is just mm, wow. It is beyond. We'll probably wind up coming back to that one and doing a cast off. Oh uh, yeah, I would yeah. like to talk about that movie like in depth and depth. We will. Then we'll have you on for that one. Huh? Yes. Oh thanks. Yeah, but, that's that's one with, uh, with a character that you love to hate. Oh yes, such a great villain. Yeah, it has you know, and like you think of it as this like kind of like a children's story, but it's so dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the war stuff is very serious. Yes, there's a lot of of gory shit that happens. That I remember when she cuts his yes. mouth open, mm-hmm. you know, like Ugh. Joker style, basically. And then he sews it back up. Oh. And yeah. yeah, you see him later. He takes a drink of whiskey. And the, the whiskey, like, leaks through his bandage, and, yeah. like, it's... That's probably the reason the movie has an R rating, actually, is yeah, that one I would, shot. Definitely, I would and that say. Is, that shot is brutal, but it's also, like, good, you fucking bastard. He deserves yeah. all of it. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's oh, such yeah. a great movie. Yeah. It really is. Can't say enough good things about it. It's scary, it's whimsical, it's... Mm-hmm. It's like a fairy tale, it's like... It's, it's just, just everything about it is yeah. just spectacular. Um, by the way, it's one time that Doug Jones actually willingly stepped back from <laughs> speaking the voice stuff because he doesn't speak Spanish. Right. Uh, which is interesting when you consider who one of his closest collaborators is. But, uh, yes. Del Toro. Yes, yes. Because he, uh, he also collaborate. He, he's, he does some work for Crimson Peak. Oh, does he really? Yeah. He's a, oh, great, he's a great character. Right? Yeah, I just so I guess that's 2006, and I think my final thoughts are like most years, it was a very mixed bag. But I think overall, the great films this year were really great. Yeah, and there weren't that many really horrible movies this year either. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I I didn't because like I've just gone through 2005, and the bad there, I could have done another five movies on my worst of list. Mm-hmm. But the good here, really, I think, kind of in the end did... Or maybe I just didn't see the, enough of the bad. That may have been my saving grace, was I was smart and didn't see enough of the bad. I do think mm. it's interesting that torture porn was such a big thing that year. Yeah, yeah I'm glad that genre kind of fizzled out. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like Saw really headed it off. Mm-hmm. Well, it did. Um, and then nobody else did it as good as Saw, and then yeah. Saw itself became really played out, so... Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I just stress you can't keep really your franchise. Genre didn't. So, but yeah, and there's some movies that we'll want to talk about more in the future. But those are my thoughts on that. So, yeah. Well, I don't have anything more to say. Do you have anything more to say, sweet? What? No. <laughs> I think that was pretty good. Yep. Hey, this is Albert back home in the editing process. Uh, I just wanted to drop in our blurb, which is now much shorter. Uh, We don't actually announce it for a few casts yet, so I just wanted to get this out there. We have a website now, thanks to our patrons. It is thefilmroom.org. That is our new home. You can still find us on Podbean and iTunes, but our hub is now thefilmroom.org direct your traffic there all the articles that you would find on the filming lobby are now there and so is the podcast like that's that's what that's what we've been working toward and of course uh, that also means that later this year is going to be the our god's not dead 2 cast which we recorded a couple days ago uh that'll probably be our christmas cast so look forward to that thefilmroom.org and also patreon.com slash the film room thank you our wonderful wonderful patrons thank you sheila thank you bridget thank you daisy thank you barack thank you nathan and thank you of course sean from no totally back to us from three weeks ago thanks for listening we'll do another live cast at some point mm-hmm. yay live cast Woo-hoo. yes now that i have a job that has paid vacation time i can get up here more often yay so, see you guys later. All right. You just open this like I told you to. Tie yourself down to whatever chair you're sitting in, because this email is going to be a rough fucking ride. For those of you that have your heads under rocks, which apparently is the majority of this chapter, we have been fucking up in terms of nighttime events and general social interactions with Sigma Nu. If you're reading this right now and saying to yourself, OMG, Becca, I've been having so much fun with my sisters this week, then punch yourself in the face right now so that I don't have to fucking find you on campus and do it myself. You have 361 days out of the fucking year to talk to sisters and this week is not. I fucking repeat, not fucking one of them. This week is about fostering relationships in the Greek community and that's not fucking possible if you're gonna stand around talk to each other and not our matchup. Newsflash, you stupid fucking cocks! Frats don't like boring sororities. Oh, wait, double fucking newsflash. Sigma Nu is not gonna wanna hang out with us if we fucking suck! Which, by the way, in case you're an idiot and need it spelled out for you, we fucking suck so far. If Sigma Nu said, yeah, we're gonna invite Zeta over. Would you be happy?
would you? No, you wouldn't! So why the fuck do you do it to them? First of all, you shouldn't be post-gaming out of the frats. I don't give a fuck if your boyfriend's in it. You don't go! You don't go! And you especially do fucking not convince other girls to leave with you. Rebecca! You say in your whiny little bitch voice to your computer screen, I've been cheering on our sports teams at all the sports. Doesn't that count for something? No, you stupid fucking asshats! It fucking doesn't! Do you want to know fucking why? Doesn't count because you've been fucking up at sober fucking events too. If this email applies to you in any way, meaning if you are a little asswipe that stands in corners at night, or if you're weird shit that does weird shit during the day, this following message is for you. Do not go to tonight's event. I'm not fucking kidding. Don't go! If I see anyone being a goddamn boner at tonight's event, I will tell you to leave. Even if you're sober. And for those of you who are offended at this email, I apologize, but I really don't give a fuck. Go fuck yourself.